listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and today we have a guest from across the world, who I'm very excited <laughs> about. Um, coordinating this was a little bit challenging due to the time difference, so thank you so much for staying up so late to talk to me today. <laughs> um, her name is yep. Ida Paras, and yeah. we actually met on Instagram, didn't we? yeah we did originally <laughs> um well i used to do stalk you in um kiefer's youtube videos you were the the food girl <laughs> and then i like and then i saw body.io the podcast then i saw your name then i started listening to it and then i looked for you on instagram and then you know i started like trying to make my way in <laughs> <laughs> it worked you got in <laughs> no <laughs> Well, and then I started following you and all the the stuff that you're yeah. you're doing, and I thought it was great, and I wanted to hear more about your story. So I think that's how that the conversation got started. And yeah, you know, you no, do. And have... I finally had the guts to ask you if you could coach me nutritionally like, <laughs> because I was lost. I was like in a really confused area at that time, and you saved me. I'm glad. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, if I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's easy to be confused. I feel like nowadays there's so much it is conflicting information and it's you know, it's a matter of finding what's appropriate for you and where you're at in your life and what you're trying to achieve and I think one of the challenges with you, which we're we're obviously gonna get into more detail about in a few minutes, is you have a lot going on. So trying to hone right. in on like a specific goal and a specific approach, um, wasn't as straightforward as it would be for somebody else. So before yeah. we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do currently, and then we'll, we'll do a little backstory in a minute. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm a fitness instructor in the Philippines, but mostly I teach indoor cycling that basically opened the doors for me here in Manila. And um, aside from that, I recently, like two, a year ago, almost two years, like I got, I fell in love with weightlifting and uh, building muscle. So that was always my struggle, building muscle, but I had too much cardio there. And then aside from that, on top of all of that, I, I am a jujitsu athlete, but I've been doing it for probably, I don't know, eight, nine years. So it's something I can't live without. Uh, I don't do it competitively, but you know, I can't not have it. So basically, that's my week just in the gym, <laughs> hopping from one gym to the other. <laughs> which, again, in saying and listing all those activities, which are very different from each other in both their, their energy requirements and the output mm-hmm. and the recovery time. So trying to hone in on like the appropriate nutrition approach for yeah. you, which I, I totally understand why you were confused before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was confusing for me in trying to figure out like okay well, how can we make this work in in all, in all the scenarios 
but I also like challenges like that. So it's kind of fun. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad you took that challenge. <laughs> so how did you, okay, well, let's start with the jujitsu. How did you get into that? Because that, that's kind of how I feel about gymnastics. Like, obviously, I've been doing it for a long time. I love it. Yeah. I'll always do it to some extent. It's not like a primary goal, um, but I yeah. want to always be able to do it. Exactly. Um, well, I got into jujitsu because I basically had no more life. Uh, I got into dentistry school. So for five years, I was just doing that. And like I had no more life. I just had school and something else. I couldn't be social because I had to study all the time. And my boyfriend was into jujitsu. So he invited me. And, you know, it took about a year, maybe two years for me to get really into it and decide, like, okay, I can't live without this. <laughs> but competitively, maybe I tried it out for the first two years, figured it wasn't for me because. I used it as like a uh, as a release, like a meditation for me. Not not like so. If I I put in the competition aspect in it, then it just becomes stressful. Then it bec yeah. becomes not fun for me. So I like to keep it that way. Just the practice. But thing. you know, I want to stay good at it. Yeah, that makes sense. I fully understand. <laughs> I fully understand that yeah. the meditative side of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you get it with gymnastics yes, too. Yes, very much so. Well, and I think just being in the gym in general, yeah. I, I, I find that that's what works best for me. That's like what I get the most. I get out of it the most is that like time and that space to, especially when you have a lot going on and studying for school and things like that, you need another outlet yeah. for sure. Definitely. For sure. And then how did you get into the spin instructor? <laughs> that one was by accident literally like I was I just finished dentistry and I was like okay I want to go through this but I need something else to do and then uh, like an old friend popped out of nowhere on Facebook and asked me if I was interested in trying a new workout <laughs> like it was a really new workout in the Philippines right. at least um, so I said like okay let's do this whatever I didn't know what indoor cycling was I just I think I tried it once in Soul Cycle in New York, but that was it. Like I didn't really think much of it. Just tried it out. Mm -hmm. Didn't think I was gonna teach it. And then two years later I'm here. <laughs> so that was just like like something to get me out of the dentistry life. Like I didn't wanna take the boards. So I was like, okay, I need to find something to make my life work. Um so I was like, okay, let's do this. It's it's working out. I wanna work out for a living this might be the start of something so that was that and um now i guess my your next question is going to be about the weightlifting <laughs> <laughs> um that one came i've i've always lifted weights but i've never really taken it seriously because it was like just getting by with jujitsu you know just right. strong enough functionally but uh teaching as a indoor cycling instructor I literally got softer like because of all the cardio. Right, I got so lean at one point and then just, it was like overnight. One day I just woke up and I'm like, oh my God, what happened to my body? Like I was just soft, nothing from like abs to fluff, seriously. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, something has to be done. Mm -hmm. But at the first year of my indoor cycling, I was already, that was also the start of my carb night. So okay. that's around 2015. Okay. Yeah. 
So I could see that so, the timing of both. So many changes so, at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Which also would explain why, you know, you did notice that initial leanness. Yeah. Because the diet was probably effective. But then mm -hmm. adding, having that volume of aerobic activity. Well, it's going to be very hard to sustain carbonite in doing all of that activity on top of the jujitsu training. Yeah. And <laughs> then your body's probably Straight. like, what the heck are you doing? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how did you find, well, first, what were you doing nutritionally before you found carbonate? Oh, I've, I've tried a lot of diets. Like, see, I was vegan for one year. I don't, I can't remember the year. I have tried. I think my longest was paleo. <laughs> I was a paleo girl. Um, I think, we, I think everyone yeah, did so that I at one really point or another. <laughs> and um, I was all about the sweet potatoes and no grains and grass-fed meat. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, of course, like any diet, it would work at the start just because your body's adjusting and it's something, it's something new. Yeah. yeah, so initial reaction would be, you know, lose weight, look a little tighter. And then after a few months, you'll go back to the cycle. Yeah. And that's what um, Carb Night caught my, that's how Carb Night caught my attention. That was like the first first chapter, I think. That was the first paragraph of the book. Like, have you got it into that kind of diet? At the start, you know, it'll be successful. And then you're just going to roll over and then get fat again. <laughs> and fatter than you were the last time so i'm like yes that's always been my problem i think a lot of people can relate to that mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely so then was carb night i mean did it have its its allure because of the carb night like what about it were you just at that point seeking something different something new to try and that's how you found it yeah um it was it was something new. I think we were already hearing a little thing about ketogenic diets, mm -hmm. but um, I never, I was, it was so weird to me because it was like a high fat, um, high fat, low carb. And, you know, like all my life, it was always carbs, most important part of the meat of, right. of your diet, blah, 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 everything. So it was so hard for me to understand that high fat thing. And then, so I couldn't get myself into it. And then I found carb night and that was like, okay, I can still have carbs. It kind of makes sense, but it doesn't. So it was too interesting <laughs> to not give it a try. That, that was my initial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's too weird. I need to try it. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the allure for me too. I was also just very desperate at that point to do yeah. something different. Definitely. Yeah. And I was hungry. I was really hungry at the time. So, yep. <laughs> sort of the 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 uh, the idea of donuts was very alluring. I was like, yep. "Oh yeah, I can make this work." For and sure. grass-fed meat isn't steaks aren't as fun as <laughs> ice cream. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, definitely true. not. Definitely not. So, were you nervous in starting Carb Night the first time, or were you excited? Like, I was excited because I was like, "Yeah, I was, bring I it was on!" Super excited. <laughs> Especially when I got the symptoms right, like the the uh, my the the mental cloud and mind, yeah, like you know, getting getting so weak and exhausted after the three to four days, three to five days. Mm -hmm. I was so excited, I'm like, "Okay, I'm doing this right." Um, <laughs> 
you know, it's like all the symptoms. I I got all of it. So I was like, okay, I'm on the right track. Like I'm doing this, and it did. It was. It, I was so into it, and like the carb night, it's just so fun. It's, I really look forward to carb nights, and I think that that helped me maintain and sustain that diet because you always had something to look forward to. Right. Well, there's balance, and that's very important in anything that you do. Exactly. There was a goal that you were working for. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, you were doing, you were following it based off of what the book recommended. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that go initially? Um, it, of course, it worked for a few months, but then I think it was also, I can't say for sure if it was the diet that just stopped working for me if I plateaued because of the diet or at that time when I was into it, it was less than a year. So I think my body was adapting to so many things at the same time right. that even the stress included, like I, I was never under that much stress because I didn't know what was it, what I was doing and I was made the lead instructor. So I was really what's going on? I was in shock and uh, I was doing the diet and too much cardio. Um, so I think it's, it was a mixture of all of that. 2016 was a very, very dark place for me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. Taking, was, a while, yeah, taking on a lot of different things that you, most of which you're unfamiliar with and it, there's a learning curve and you're trying to diet at the same time and that can make things very complicated yeah. and stressful. By the yeah, by the end of 2016 I was I was just fluffy. If you can picture that in like fluffy, not even fat. I was just like soft and and that's when I cried for help. That's when I really, you know, mm-hmm. gathered my courage and I'm like, Alex, you gotta help me already. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So yeah. And and just for clarification, you I don't think that you looked the way that you think that you look. <laughs> I, I can I can give just you a, so you know an evolution of pictures. Because <laughs> of... <laughs> I post a lot on Instagram because I can she really does. pinpoint yeah. where the mistake happened. It was around <laughs> July, so every July I get this anxiety. Like you know, you better get your 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 diet together. You can't let go at this point. This was the turning point. <laughs> Well, what was interesting for me too is, you know, for anybody that I do a consultation with, I require a lot of background information. I need to know like, mm-hmm. what your schedule's like, what your eating habits are. You know, I looked, you get you shared logs with me, which give me a really good idea of the sort of the missing pieces, um, mm-hmm. you know, the places that we can make at least experiment with adjustments. So again, it was like very one of the one of the more complicated scenarios I would say that I've worked in, uh, but I again enjoy the challenge of figuring out Mm -hmm. how we can make it work and for you it was a matter of playing with more cbls introducing more carbs because of the amount of activity that you were doing at the time yeah and for a lot Mm -hmm. of people that can be scary to introduce more carbs it was worried about that Um, were you nervous about the introduction of more carbs I was super, super nervous. I couldn't, I couldn't even, you, you heard that. I think we had a Skype conversation about that. I was so scared to up Mm -hmm. it. And when you said like every three days, I would really just have one cup of rice. (laughs) She kept it really simple. (laughs) And I'd keep my protein 
so like grilled, no fat, just like <laughs> really. Oh my god, I was so nervous. And then my carb night, I would really lessen it. Like I know I was trying to eat a lot more, but I subconsciously I was just like, nah, you don't deserve this anymore. You had that cup of rice in the middle of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like nothing if you think about it. <laughs> strictly for two years straight. Yep. So it it was so new to me. Well, and then having, you know, sort of limiting but not limiting your carbs when we think about like a normal, a structured carb night and not having that yield the results that you want, it doesn't mm-hmm. normally make sense to add in more food to get better results. So, yep. and I've been in that scenario too. Where I was like, well, that can't possibly make sense. <laughs> why Why would I put more in? I'm already exactly. not seeing what I want to see. How could that possibly get me what I want? But what was, you know, obviously we went no, the through. The thing was, for me, it was, I wasn't happy with where I was. Yeah. Like I, I wanted a little bit more, but I just didn't know how to get it. Or if, because at the time I was okay with how I looked. Yeah. But I wanted to look better. Yeah, I wanted to build something. I wanted to build more muscle. I wanted to look more defined. But, um, like, I was okay. If I had to stay that way, I'd be okay. But then I knew I could do more. But I I was so afraid to let go. Like, if I try something new, I might completely change. And I I might never even come back to this. So that was my my worry. And did that happen? No, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it didn't, I'm actually happier now with with. I always tell my boyfriend now, I'm like I'm so happy with that I gave in and like I eat more carbs now than usual. Not even just one once within the week and then a solid carb night. Like I've I've been playing around and I've been liking the my energy and how I look and just the freedom of eating. You know. Yeah, it's nice. It's, huh? it's liberating. <laughs> And delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> and you have some very, very impressive carb nights, I must say. Thank you. We'll, we'll share all of her social uh, social, <laughs> social information later on so that you guys can find yeah. her and follow her because it is fun to watch. Um, but it's also nice to see, you know, you do share a lot of the activities that you do. And I think that it's mm-hmm. important for people to know that, you know, I, I talk a lot on the show about less is more, you know, like let's control the food yeah. and don't, you don't need to do as much exercise as you are doing. But there are situations where if that's what somebody wants to do, especially if that's their livelihood, you know, it's, yeah. and we've talked about this, like you can't teach a spin class and not get on the bike, <laughs> You know, exactly. you could, but it's probably, I wouldn't really want my instructor to not do the activities that they're yeah, telling me exactly. to do. So in those situations, we have to manipulate the food and there's always going to be some trial and error. And even once you do get a groove with something and you feel like it's working well for you, there will come a point where you're going to have to make adjustments to it again. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. other situations, other factors might change, your body changes over yeah. time, uh, we adapt to things a little bit better. So it's it's nice having gone through some experiment phases mm-hmm. so that you you don't have the same fear around food. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've always, uh, you know, I've always been grateful about, like, when we started talking and you, you really encouraged me to 
Um, do you remember that when you told me to keep a diet, uh, a food diary, and to just jot down everything that I did differently today and see how, and like really write down like how I look in the mirror, how I feel, how my energy, did I still do that up to now? And it really helps me um, track and trace back and like, okay, I did something wrong here. Like I had too much alcohol this week. Maybe that's why, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm, I've mm -hmm. become very mindful. And at the same time, I'm very more flexible because now I know, okay, I can just go back to this week where I felt very lean. And what did I do here? Right. Yep. Like even, even down to um, my vegetables, you, you encouraged me to see the two weeks, two weeks on, two weeks off, like elimination process. Mm -hmm. I really like that exercise that you gave me Good. and that taught me a lot about like my body, how my body reacts to food. It's amazing. I never knew that. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it just takes, you know, a little paying attention patience well and yeah exactly and patience <laughs> but you also well and i'm only going to mention this because i had this conversation with another client uh recently mm -hmm. who kept asking me about the whole 30 and if i thought that it was a good idea and for those of you who don't know what 30 whole 30 is we can add a link and you guys can check it out but it's basically like yeah. 30 days of um removing certain foods more mm -hmm. so to see where see what your body how your body responds to that and then by reintroducing foods you can see what's bothersome and that's not necessarily um in an attempt to like see what you're allergic to in some cases that yeah that can happen but if you're using that as a tool to see how you respond to certain foods good bad bloated not bloated right. i digest well you know this gives me gas like that's really good information to have so that if say broccoli for me Yes, it makes me a little bit gassy, but I enjoy <laughs> broccoli to the point where I don't care if I get a little gassy. I just know that <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I'm yeah. not going to wear really tight pants. I might not go hang out with people. I might just <laughs> be at home after eating a lot of broccoli and then wake up and feel fine the next day. Exactly. <laughs> like That's something that I figured out and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> But if I well, didn't pay attention work, to that, so. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't take the time, the over, yeah, <laughs> the overboiled, um, overcooked uh, broccoli really works. There you go. See. Makes me less gassy. Yep, just got to cook it really well. Same with Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being able to have those tools, I think, I mean, especially for someone like you who, you know, you're in front of people, people are looking to yeah. you as this mm -hmm. like fitness person and I feel the same way you know I kind of feel like if I see yeah. people in person or meet them in person I need to you know show up and look the part look the part <laughs> exactly. know, like eat a bunch of broccoli right before I meet someone for the first time um <laughs> that would just would make sense so <laughs> you know for you to feel comfortable and confident on the day-to-day -day and know really well what works well for you what doesn't yeah. work well for you how to manipulate things it's like you said there's a lot of freedom behind it but it also just gives you this level of awareness of your body in any exactly. situation which reduces a lot of stress yeah and um i can i can share one of the things that help i mean i don't know if a lot of people can relate to this but it's so useful for me to know how how long and how fast my body would react. Like, let's say I have a shoot to to do 
or like an event, I have to be in my sports bra and, you know, like I have to be exposed in yeah. front of a lot of people. Like I know exactly how long it will take me now to be lean and to look presentable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even, even in the middle of like a bulk season for me, I can lean out in two weeks. So that's, that's always what I ask if, if, someone wants to schedule a shoot with me I'm like just give me two three weeks <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I could because right now I'm on like a I'm trying to do a lean bulk I, you, I've told you that yes so I'm, I'm kind of on the big side but then I can't be too fluffy because uh you know I still have to work in my sports bra every day mm-hmm. and I can't have people say what's happening to Ida <laughs> um <laughs> I think she's stressed a lot um but uh yeah so it's it's been working a lot well for me but then of course in shoots it's gonna be timeless it's gonna be posted somewhere so i have to look kind of my best and i can still manage to lean out even just a little bit not the leanest but enough for a shoot so i'm really really happy about that good it's nice to have that kind of control and feel confident in manipulating things in any scenario i used Imagine I'd have to teach a class like dehydrated. Can you imagine how bad and awful that just feels? That sounds terrible. You're sweating. It's like, <laughs> and all you can have after the class is an ice cube. It's like the saddest thing. An ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very sad. <laughs> just for that one shoot. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope it's worth it. I hope so. But no, actually, it's not. Like, I please don't ever I never want to go through that again I think I I did um three shoots and I did that because I wasn't aware of my body yet but now my even like the other instructors who I've recommended this diet to um they have no problem like everyone's eating ice cream and some like shakes the night before a shoot and they're like their abs are popped in the next day because mm-hmm. now we're actually using it to manipulate our muscles because after you deplete yourself and you feed yourself carbs oh yeah oh my god magic mm-hmm. magic i used to yeah. have cookies every night before a competition the night before. <laughs> exactly. well i'd have teddy grams that was like my thing teddy grams <laughs> teddy grams yeah well because they're they're actually like one the normal, the plain teddy grams, not like the mm-hmm. honey or the flavored ones, but the normal ones are one carb per teddy. So oh. when I was experimenting with like very exact numbers, it was super easy to measure. And then I'd kind of like play, yeah. play with them and make it fun. Um, <laughs> it also helped de-stress me the night before a show. I'm like, I need something to occupy my mind. I stop thinking <laughs> about tomorrow's event. <laughs> but it worked really well. And it was really yeah. easy to manipulate where my carbs were and uh, so that I knew how I looked that next day, which was fun and really cool to experiment with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would, I'd never have thought I'd get to this point where I could say, Oh my God, how did you prep for this shoot or this event? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I had like two cups of rice last night <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a milkshake. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It sounds like it sounds like a Hollywood diet, (laughs) right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. sound realistic, but it people don't believe it. (laughs) I always. But then when I start explaining to them, like actually bodybuilders do something like this, but just Mm -hmm. more extreme version of it, like they cut off the carbs maybe a month before the the show. You know, they'd be a little bit more extreme, but 
that's the the idea of refeeding carbs yeah. to make the muscles pop out. That's that's like a long time practice. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to do that. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I think his thing was like cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's I remember something about cheesecake in the Pumping Iron movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. And sometimes yep, that's just yeah. a matter of experimenting with different things and seeing what works really well for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on like an apple fritter kick for a while. Uh, fritter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Apple fritters. Oh yeah. I got into um, the turnovers because of the carb night book. <laughs> See, I tried. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a turnover person. And Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Until now, I still get. I get those um, cravings. Not funny. And I can't believe that I can pound, you know, like six donuts in one sitting and not worry about it the next day. It's it, great. That still blows my mind every, still up to now. Yep. Agreed. Well, and I feel like one thing that I was surprised about, and maybe, I don't know, you can share if you experienced this as well, but mm-hmm. early, I would say the first like three months of carb night, again, I was like very desperate for something different. I was like hungry beyond belief from my my <laughs> previous terrible clean diet i hadn't had yeah. sweets in god knows how long um yeah. so i went like a little bit crazy with the carbs and on I my first few times first like several months actually um and and while i totally took advantage of the opportunity to like eat you know an, an extraordinary amount of desserts it did yeah quickly get to the point where I didn't necessarily crave donuts you know I kind of got over it I still have them here and there um but I I also then use that opportunity to experiment with like really clean things and see how those worked and I was always pleasantly surprised at how well I could mix the two like the really clean stuff like if you want the rice and potatoes great but Mm -hmm. how well like ice cream works really really well for me on in achieving my goals, both like physique right. goals yeah. and um, performance goals. Like that's just one carb source that I've experimented with time and time again, and it continuously works. And it's really great to know that I can just have ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. It's mm-hmm. yep. for me. I think my, my carb of choice is like, if I really want to be clean and it's really rice. Great. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes uh, when I eat too much pasta, you know, like th- uh, things with flour and like bread stuff, mm-hmm. wheat stuff, um, I get a little bloated. The next, like I don't super like how I look the next day. Something when I go overboard, but I mean I can still have it. Like you know, right? I have like okay Agreed. amounts. Agreed. I'm actually the same way. I do really well with rice based pastas. But the wheat pastas, they don't sit. Oh, I I do better with rice-based pastas, like a rice noodle. Rice-based pastas, okay. Mm -hmm. Because probably the same rice just works really well for me. I feel like I digest it well. I don't get any residual bloat. Um, Wheat pasta, it does. It makes me. But other wheat products don't, which is interesting. Wait, you're choppy. Okay. Uh, The wheat products or like a gluten-based product. Okay, there you go. Noodles seem to be more problematic for me than other gluten or wheat-based products. Like, I can do bread, sandwiches, burgers, no problem. But a bowl of pasta doesn't really work for me. It sits really heavy. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, exactly. It's... For me too. Mm-hmm. I can have yeah, I can have a burger, even cookies, yep. and some pastries, and it'll be okay. But it's it's really the pasta where it, I feel not. I don't feel good the next day. Yep. It's not even like just how I look. It's just I feel sluggish. Agreed. Oh, you, I'm gonna have uh, to look into that like, and see what's what could be the cause. Yeah. Because that's amazing that you also feel that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, if I didn't experiment and pay attention, I mm-hmm. wouldn't know. And I'd probably just keep eating pasta and wonder why I don't feel good. And then blame exactly. it on the carbs. And experimenting with carbs is the funnest. I agree. If I may say so. Because <laughs> it's like one night I'm just, oh, okay, I'm just going to focus on cookies right now. Like, what a life. <laughs> what a time to be alive. It's true. Well, and then you have like different cookies. You know, you could do exactly. chocolate chip cookies or you could do, I actually just found these. Well, I've talked about the M&M cookies before on the show. It's probably been a while since I've brought them up. But I was on the, a local grocery store has a bakery and they would make these huge M&M cookies, which is basically like a sugar cookie with M&Ms mm-hmm. in it. And something about them, I would heat them up a little bit in the microwave and they, it was like the best thing ever. I had them every carb night for weeks. I would buy the whole big tin and then I would freeze them and then just pull out a few cookies on every carb night. I like couldn't. It's like all I could think about was these cookies. And they worked really well. So I was like, I've perfect. I, you, you have those phases with carb nights. Yeah. So you can't just, you have to have it every carb night. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what's, <laughs> what's interesting too, when I don't maybe this is something that have that's come in phases for you too just like with having you know wanting certain carbs but i have noticed more i would say in the past year or two well last year was very different because of like being pregnant and the baby thing it was a very different scenario but prior to that i did find it interesting how little i craved things oh wow like at all. I mean, things sounded good and I would think about what I would want on carb night and obviously there were mm-hmm. things that would stand out, but I never found myself like midweek thinking, oh my God, I can't wait to have cookies on Saturday yeah. or I really want to have this on that day, like I to where I was like counting the days until I could have that. And that was more something I didn't even pay attention to until somebody asked me, like, what do you crave during the week? And I'm like, you know what? I don't actually. That's true, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe I know it's going to come, so it's not really something that I'm thinking about. After, does this I mean that we've been doing it for such a long maybe. time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possibly. But it could also mean that, you know, not having those cravings. Well, there's a few things. There's like the the emotional response I think in the physiological response so you like my I can feel when my body needs carbs mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean I'm having a craving for them I feel like exactly. cravings for me often in the past at least stemmed more from an emotional standpoint than mm-hmm. a physical standpoint so and maybe it's because yeah. I you know spend a lot of time paying attention to how food makes me feel and my emotional response like am I stressed and that's why I want this so I think maybe having gone through that phase, I don't have the emotional response anymore to yeah. food in that way. Maybe I go more towards exercise. <laughs> I'm like, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm going to okay. go to the gym. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> 
but not well, like oh my god I, I need guess, some chocolate right now I guess you can say that about me also because now I'm actually enjoying the life of the CBL life like I've I've completely stopped uh, since our last conversation mm-hmm. I've changed it a bit uh, I, I took out the carb night and instead I'd eat carbs every every other day mm-hmm. but only at night and very just enough right like I just wanted to change it up and because at so at one point it was like I'd be so excited to to eat the stuff that I want but then when I get there it's like uh, it's it, I'm not fulfilled anymore like I'm yeah. and then in the middle of the week I feel like I need more carbs so I just you know I just practiced uh I just experimented and I worked with since I'm lifting a lot now a lot more and it's getting heavier also I'm teaching a lot more now so I've spaced out the carbs and just stopped the carb night you know just like a a cup of rice and maybe like a nice shake on the side or like mm-hmm. a, a small dessert on the side sometimes I'd go for two cups and that's enough like I don't crave like oh I need to have Krispy Kreme if I want <laughs> it then I'll have it for right. tomorrow night just just one donut's enough I don't need to have a dozen donuts <laughs> well, a quick, a little quick fix <laughs> yeah I, I feel like it's working for me now mm-hmm. a lot like I feel more energized my energy feels better and I guess yeah that was a good point that you said it, I, I guess I don't look at food. Uh, I don't connect it with my emotions anymore. Like, actually, you kind of opened my just now. I realized it when you said it that when I'm stressed out now, I go for jujitsu or I go, I go lift weights or I ride someone else's class. But it's like never. Oh, I need ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's really great because you've made more of like the physiological connection, and yeah, and and how it can be used or manipulated in a way that works works to your advantage. And I think there's something to be said about not you know there isn't like I don't think that I restrict myself in any way, and that's I think that's yeah. hard for me to explain to people when I explain carb night or carb backloading. And it's like well I don't have carbs you know on certain days at all. Yeah. Um, there's most I never have it in the morning and they're like well how do you restrict yourself I'm like I don't feel like it's a restriction exactly Uh, this is how I feel best and that's you know something that it took me a while to figure out and experiment with and pay attention to and when I think back to when I started you know when I thought of you know is there a component of restriction that was always an emotional response if I felt restricted it was because like I was used to having carbs earlier not because I need carbs earlier. So I think, again, having having phases where you're paying attention to what you're, how your body's responding to certain things, that's going to give you more information around what your actual needs are, not from an emotional standpoint. Right. Super good. Yeah, I agree with you all the way. And even all the other girls that try it out here in the Philippines, because mm-hmm. Carb Night is such a new concept. I think I'm the only one who keeps talking about it here in Manila. <laughs> and like, you know, some of my writers, some of the girls who work out with me, you know, I mean, they see results. So they're like, I want to try it too. And at first I always like, what? I can't have carbs for five days. <laughs> but after a while, they, they realize it's really not that restricting. It's, you're still eating. Like, still that's eating what a I lot. keep telling everyone. 
it's fun. Like it's it's not, I never felt deprived right. at any point in Carb Night. Maybe That's... it was because like I would restrict like even if my body was craving for carbs because it really needed it, that was the only those were the only times where I felt deprived because you know your body needs it, but it's like you're trying to make your stand like no, I must keep the five days. <laughs> and you're like dying already. So I think that's the most, but that's my fault. That's not even the diet's fault. Right. But what yeah. I think it's, there, there is a point when you are running through different experiments where you're, you mm-hmm. have to reach that point. You kind of have to put yourself in those situations to know what your limits are. Just like you right. could completely overdo a carb night and you're not going to know if you overdo it until you do it. Yeah. And it's just part of the process. <laughs> And as long yeah. as you're learning you something, it, it's like, oops. Right. <laughs> okay, I've had plenty of those. Plenty. Too, <laughs> way too many to count. Oh, especially at the beginning. But I also especially, had, especially yeah. at the, oh yeah, I mean, I was like, fetal position on the couch, like, just, just let me fall asleep. <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> but, you know, yep. I think sometimes we just need those just like there are plenty of times where I completely overdid the exercise and it sounded like a good Mm -hmm. idea in the moment and then you know for the next three days I like can't move yep story of my Mm -hmm. life or I hurt myself which is super frustrating (laughs) but again it's all (laughs) part of the process and as long as you're paying attention and making notes of things and learning from it that's that's what's important Mm mm-hmm Yes, and um, another surprising thing that I've discovered with girls, I don't know, I'm sure it's universal. Sometimes it's really just their eating habits. Because some people come to me and say, uh, I'm doing, you know, I'm eating healthy. I'm trying to watch my carbs, but I don't know why I'm still bloated. Then I, you know, I make them do that exercise of just like try to, do like a five-day, seven-day diary and just like list down everything you eat. Every time you put something in your mouth, put in the time. And then they realize they're just master snackers. They've yep. they've been snacking all throughout the day and they've never they didn't stop eating. I'm like, how can you call that eating clean and like restrict you you had one bite of this, one bite of right. that. And it's like just the whole day just eating. Mm-hmm. And then they realize it's like, oh my God. I'm a master snacker. <laughs> it's really common. It's super common. Mm-hmm. Especially um, people who work their desk jobs. They're just munching away all yes. day. Agreed. That sort of mindless eating. Yeah. The hand-to-mouth yes, motion. Mindless. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I had that. And they don't even realize it. Right? Yep. Yeah. That's true. I had that before I found Carb Night when I was like just doing my very, very clean eating and, you know, I would get very carried away with nuts, like super carried away. Cause I was like, well, they count, they're clean, you know, they don't, they can't possibly add up that fast because it's, you know, it's like an almond, (laughs) like (laughs) it's just an almond, (laughs) a bag of almonds later, you know, (laughs) that's a lot of calories. (laughs) A lot. I got on this trail mix kick at one point, and it literally oh, took God. a fitness friend who was like, "Um, maybe it's the five bags of trail mix that you ate yesterday." I'm like, "No way! <laughs> it's super healthy trail mix." <laughs> With oh, Eminence. Oh yeah, 
There were <laughs> there were chocolate chips in there. I'm sure. There were. But there were also like crayons. The cran- there was a lot of dried fruit too. So when you think about it like that, like it wasn't just nuts. It was like <laughs> yeah. super sugary and it's fruit. Those, exactly. It's those dried fruits that actually kill you. Yep. Which are actually great on carbonate. Exactly. Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> dried apricots, really good choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good choice. Very effective. <laughs> But, you know, we all need those little check-ins with ourselves, whether it's somebody yeah. else telling you to, like, you know, rein it in or making that decision for yourself. And it's I've all part of I've become that process. friend. That's good. Well, I think <laughs> also, too, and maybe you can agree with this, but the – especially early on in my, my carbonate days when I was first just starting to tell people about it. You know, this is what I was doing. And then people started asking me advice around it. And I found that the more advice I gave, the more cognizant it made me of my own eating habits again. That's true. It was like, oh, you should do this. Oh, I should probably do that too again yeah. every once in a while. Like it's just – it's a good yeah. reminder to yourself like, hey, this is part of the process. And I think everyone at various points in their journey need to do that again. Yeah. Even if things are going really, especially actually if things are going really well, because people mm-hmm. forget that when things are going well and they're feeling really good and they look the way they want, then they can just be lax about it. Yeah. But actually recording that information and how good you're feeling Super so that you important. can do that again is really important. Mm-hmm. And it'll save you a lot of stress. Just, you know, look, I, in, in my notebook, I have um, like the, the dates where it's not a calendar anymore. Like I just took a diary already. Like it's divided. It's like when I feel good and what made me feel bloated. And it's like just listed down the date and what I did that week. Mm-hmm. And so I just know, like I look through it. If I feel bloated, I'm like, oh, it's because I did this. I ate that. And okay. Yep. Okay. I won't do that again. And it helps a lot. And it makes you, you know, being in control and knowing how, your body will react and you can predict it is so empowering for me. It's so liberating, empowering. And it's just like, I don't have to worry about it. It's so good to have it in the background. You get what I mean? Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you're not obsessing about it. It's amazing. Yep. Just eating. (laughs) You can be a a better person. Agreed. 100% agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. Okay, so we're going to run out of time soon. But I just because you do have such a crazy schedule, and it's probably not actually relatable for a lot of people, but I think it would be very interesting to share sort of what, like, give us a week snapshot of what your exercise is like. Because we kind of already talked about you know, you're having yeah. carbs sort of every other night. It sounds like a yeah. lot. So, but tell us what your activity level is like on a weekly basis. Like it's okay. the day to day. Because it's a well, lot, you guys. Say, <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. Let's just, it, it, it changes every week. But so I have to pre-plan my weeks every Sunday or Saturday. But it's a very good strategy. Very good strategy. Pre-plan. Yeah. That's from you too. I got that from you. <laughs> um, maybe five to six times a week, I teach indoor cycling. Um, 
but that's that like an hour mean, class, right? Yeah, 50 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But I'm not always on the bike. Like I get on and off. Maybe so a total of 30 to 40 minutes okay. on the bike. Yeah. Uh, but that, but six teaching six days a week doesn't mean teaching six classes. Sometimes I can teach up to nine classes a week. So sometimes I'd have two classes in one day. It'll play around that. Um, and then on top of that, I my daily routine is I wake up uh, and then around noon, that's when I lift weights. Okay. That's just, it feels, the I feel strong strongest around that time. Um, so I do a lot of weightlifting. Right now I'm on a hypertrophy program. Uh, so it's a lot of volume. It's pretty boring. But I, I, I want to grow my butt, so <laughs> I'm basic like that. <laughs> well, in spinning, kind no. of is the opposite of growing a butt. Exactly. No, so because yes, you have to balance it out. my hamstrings. <laughs> right. I, I have no more hamstrings. I've lost it all, so I'm trying to regrow it. So I'm trying to speed it up. So that's what I'm trying to do now. <laughs> um, and then after that, every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I have jujitsu. It's a lot. How many days off do you so, have? So, yeah, that's my treat to myself. Uh, I do two once or twice a week just because it's not my priority. Like, I'm not trying to get good at it. I'm not trying to right. have a goal. It's just for me, like, a mental break. Right. So, like, even just one once a week is enough, uh, especially with the team that I'm working with now. They're all beasts, so I can't <laughs> – I have to watch my energy and conserve for the next day because I'm going to have two classes the next day. I can't that be all bruised up, so sense. I kind of have to watch it. Um, but, yeah, once or twice a week, depending on, of course, my classes. So if I have eight, nine classes a week, maybe I'd go once a week. But then the I lift weights mm, five to six days a week. So I only basically just get one rest every week, like oh. just doing nothing. Right. Well, at least you have that, I would say. Yeah. And I'm lucky if I can really just do nothing because usually I'm still working on my laptop and catching on emails and right. stuff. So it's still not complete rest. Right. The mental component. <laughs> the mental work is still there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very impressive, all of that. I hope you get a lot of sleep. I know we talked about that too at one yeah. point. Sleep is very important yes. for me. Well, I think it's important for everybody, but especially when you're using your body as much as you are, you're and you, mm -hmm. you need to give it that that recovery time. Yeah, actually, it's that's my struggle finding time to recover. Like mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes everything, my diet and my workout are on point, and then I still feel soft. There are weeks where I just feel so soft and like what's called like full of water mm -hmm. and then that's a sign for me to like either you gotta hold back stop it like don't yeah. you gotta deload you gotta just not lift for two days just let it go yep. and it always without a fail it always works for the best when i just tell myself slow down good and <laughs> see if you didn't learn how to pay attention to your body you would probably I do the opposite just keep going. exactly you'd be like that's oh my god i need to do, do more I'm getting soft. Yeah. Yep. Well, good. So I'd lift more. That was that was basically me mm -hmm. a year ago. And I just could not grow muscles. <laughs> it's not enough rest to grow muscles. Grussels, muscles, grussels, muscles grow. <laughs> I made up a new word. <laughs> muscles grow when you're sleeping. 
exactly. and resting and recovering. Mm-hmm. Just a note and for everybody carbs. out there. And carbs. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> carbs are very important for growth. Absolutely. Especially for the bum. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is the life I chose. I can't even complain about it. Sometimes I'm like, I catch myself complaining. I'm like, I'm like, there's never a day where my body doesn't hurt, but it's like, nope, you know, you, this is the life I chose. So true. suck it up. <laughs> true. And you seem like you have a very good time. Yeah. Doing all of your activities. Fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your environment's really fun. It's not, it seems like you're surrounded by great people, which is obviously very important as well. Your environment yeah. makes a big difference. So. Um, okay, so where can people find you if they want to follow you? Um, they can follow me on Ida, I-D-A underscore virus. Well, we'll put some links in the show notes yeah. of the podcast Yay. as well. And so thank you so much for joining me. I've been wanting to thank actually you have you on the show me. for a long time. So I'm glad we were able to work out the time difference. And thank you for staying up yeah. so late to it, talk with us today. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to follow her along and see what she's up to, both exercise and diet wise, give her a follow. And if anyone has any questions for her, um, you can always uh, post them in the comments on the website. So yes. thank you, Ida, for joining us on another episode of Her Body. And we will catch you guys next time. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance. <laughs>